Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. I am your host, Sam Moss. Thank you all for joining me here in mid-November. I hope wherever you are, you're staying warm. Here in the Northeast, winter really just hit us out of nowhere over the weekend, and it was bone-chilling cold. I think it dropped to the low teens for temperature when just a few days ago, it was in the 60s and we were having a beautiful fall. But whether you're ready or not, change happened. And here we are in the dead of winter, and if you don't like winter... Maybe you don't ski, snowboard, nothing to break up the cold, then I am sorry for you because here we are. (laughs) Winter is here. And as I sit here cold and thinking of warm weather and how change is a bad thing, today's guest in the podcast actually shares how change can be a good thing and how you can adapt it in your business. So today on the Small Business Made Simple podcast, Rod Noel, the owner of Clinical Associates of the Southern Tier, shares with us how you can uh, use change to your advantage in your business and how you will basically sink without it. So turn up the heat in your car or go grab a warm coffee. Here is my interview with small business owner, Rod Noel. Rod, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Glad to be here. So can you share um, what Clinical Associates is and what you guys do? Clinical Associates started as an outpatient mental health clinic, and we still do that. Uh, But we started doing employee assistance program for businesses in about about the year 2000. So we've been doing it 18, 19 years. Mm -hmm. And you have a, a few offices, right? Yes, we have offices in Corning, Elmira, Ithaca, and Bath, New York. So what I wanted to talk about today is... When a business owner is stuck kind of in the past and doesn't really want to change, and that's something that you're good at is growing and you know staying with the times and wanting to, to grow yourself, grow your business. And one of the things I've heard from really multiple business owners is, oh, I'm fine. I don't want to grow. You know, I'm happy where I am. And some business owners really are there. And how would you address that? Why do you think that is? You're crazy if you don't want to grow. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, my personal philosophy, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. So there are two options. I prefer to grow instead of die. Uh, I, I have come across uh, several people that are in the same business as I am, whether it's outpatient mental health practices and EAP programs, that don't really seem to be thinking towards the future. Uh, I mean, I, I have friends that I work with that do these businesses that still keep their calendars in, on paper. Um, it doesn't make sense. It's not efficient. Um, and I changed that when I saw my staff carrying around 40 files and I was worried about working comp like games yeah. claims. So, uh, so that was an easy thing for us to change from and just to try to be more efficient and, and, and again, always looking for the next opportunity to grow and change the business. Um, so how did you get your mindset in that route? I guess is the way to put it. It just didn't make sense to keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, again, a personal goal of mine uh, to change my job. And so I've been in this business with this organization for over 20 years. Uh, I've kept it fresh by changing my job every three years. When you're self-employed, you can do different things. Yeah. Um, my goal currently is to work on my business and not in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a way to be focused on growth and what's next. 
and, and, and really to try to help the business grow so it does a better job. And you mentioned that changing is a way that you can grow. Um, it's not just, well, let's go get a bunch more customers and try and grow the business. You have to change with the times over the years. Why is that important? I think it's just to be fresh. Um, in a couple of jobs I had before I did this job working for other people and organizations, after about a year or two, it felt stale. Uh, it didn't feel like there were opportunities. It was boring. Uh, I didn't like going to work very much the next day. Yeah. And if I struggle with wanting to get out of bed in the morning to be someplace, it's time to do something different. Mm -hmm. And what have you done really to kind of embrace that change? Because it can be tough. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, so uh, what have I done? It's really just looking for the next opportunity and always be willing to explore different options. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing a lot now with uh, Medicaid reform issues, which I don't think other mental health practices are doing. Uh, we try to design our EAP programs to uh, grow and support the businesses and not just get a contract, but uh, to try to provide more service because when you provide more service, a customer likes what they have and they'll keep you longer and then you don't have to spend much as much time getting new clients because you're retaining the ones you have. Yeah. So speaking to a, another business owner, what would you say to them if they say, you know, I am kind of stuck in the past. I don't really like change. The people around me are encouraging me to change, but I just, I'm not there yet. Uh, one thing I tell folks all the time is I focus on every day trying to find one important thing to do. This meeting with you, Sam, today is an important thing. I actually have two or three other important things today too, but, <laughs> but every day there's got to be something important. And, and that important thing is exploring new opportunities. Uh, and, and I think life and work should be an adventure. That's a way to keep it fresh. And that's a way to keep growing. Yeah. So let's say a business owner, they, they're actually doing great with change. So for example, yourself, let's say... You know, Clinical Associates is doing fantastic. They're changing with the times. They're doing a good job with it. But just because you like change doesn't mean your staff and employees do. And can you kind of expound on that? What happens when you hit that wall? Uh, well, sometimes you have to hire new staff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes it's simply training and educating. And, and, and I think, well, I've seen some of my staff, we won't go into specifics on names or positions, <laughs> but I've had people that roll their eyes at me when I say, well, we're going here now. Uh, and, and it requires them to do more work. Okay. Uh, but it really is about, well, I think I can create a compelling case that why we want to move from A to B instead of just staying at A. Yeah. And, and, and some of my uh, longer-term employees that have, uh, shall we say, drugged their heels in the past, um, now that's just a mild eye roll and here we go. Uh, and, and so that really comes from my employees, I think, trusting. Um, and, and I've seen some of those folks turn around their ways and are more willing to ride the roller coaster up and down than, you know, just feel like they're stuck in a hole and that's comfortable. Now, was it hard implementing things like that to really get them on board in the past? I wouldn't say it's hard in, in reality. Well, so... In all of our business, we're helping people, mm -hmm. and, and part of helping people is helping them to find a way to deal with the change. Mm -hmm. Some changes you don't choose, and others you get to choose. Uh, so 
I like to stay focused on choosing the changes and then dealing with the ones that you have to um, as you have to. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to kind of backtrack. You had you had said your goal is to work on your business instead of in. Um, and some people might not really get what that means. And I hear you say it a lot. It's something you enjoy doing. It's your goal uh, for your business. So can you share what that means and what a business owner can do to do the same? Well, it, it's really about... Uh, Looking at a long-term plan instead of what you got to do today and your tasks and trying to figure out how to maximize your efforts. I mean, there was a time five, six years ago, I was able to make more than 60 appointments with clients in my office. Mm -hmm. Um, That could have burned me out soon. And before I burned out, I realized that's not the way to go. And it also tied you down to... 60 appointments. Yeah, which was more than 40 hours, yeah. and it didn't count for any business time. Uh, so, really, I mean, that was really my eye-opener, and I needed to hire other people that would help me to change the business so that I could focus on the long-term plan, the strategic goals, and, and how to develop it into a stronger organization that can do more of what our objectives are, which is to help people be healthier, mm-hmm. mental health-wise. Yeah, and why would you say that's important for a business owner to do because they'll they'll just get stuck and overloaded, like you said. Right. If if I was still doing sixty appointments a day a week, I couldn't hire new people. I couldn't get new contracts. I couldn't go to a wonderful organization called BNI every week, Business Networking International. Uh, so it's freed me up to do what my original goal was. I, I went into private practice and serving EAP contracts to help more people. Mm-hmm. I have a limited capacity. Exactly. Uh, Everybody does. Right? We have 28 uh, clinicians now in the practice with four offices, and we have 30 contracts with businesses. Uh, why wouldn't I want to have, I mean, my five-year goal is to have 40 counselors and 60 contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, that will result in more service to individuals and businesses in the community. Um, we'll probably generate more revenue, but that's not the be-all and the end-all. The goal is to do better service in the communities we work in and have a healthier community. I'll be back with the rest of my talk with Rod in just a moment. Hundreds of websites come across our desks here at One Click Agency every year. Here's a secret they're all making the same five mistakes. I mean, they're basically making five simple mistakes and you're probably making them on your website too. So what we did is we wrote a PDF that we're giving away for free to help correct those mistakes. You can find it at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. You can use numbers, you can spell it out, whichever one, it doesn't matter. So if you're making one of these five mistakes, they are really easy to fix. They don't take long at all to find either. This is foundational and basic stuff for your website. Now these mistakes are basic, they're basically equivalent to a business owner never turning their open sign on uh, when they arrive in the morning. Then they just sit around and wonder why no one is coming into their store. And you can say, well, you know, if you turned on your open sign, people would come in. It's, it's not rocket science. These websites, uh, they're, these website mistakes, they're easy and simple to fix. Go to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. It's free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I'll explain what those are and how you can fix them. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website 
mistakes. I think one of the things that is really tough for a business owner is they're doing everything, especially small business. Um, how would you address that? Because you can't just go from, like you said, 60 appointments a week to, well, you know what? Rod is done with appointments and I'm going to go grow the business and maybe I'll hire someone this week. It was, we kind of talked about it before. It's a throttle, right? You, mm-hmm. you start into it, you bite sized pieces and you have that five year, 10 year, 15 year goal, right? Right. Yeah. And, and for me, it was really, as you said, hiring the right people and uh, giving them the control to do the job I want. I have a joke with some of my managers about trying to help Rod not micromanage. That's a goal when you're trying to shift. Uh, and, and we debate whether I'm micromanaging when I want to get communication about what's going on. Uh, but uh, it really is about finding the right pace and really trusting the people that you hire to do what you hire them for. Yeah. So I've heard that a business owner, let's say they do everything, should they hire something that they're good at so they can go focus on their weaknesses? Or should they go hire someone that focuses on the business owner's weaknesses so they can focus on what they're good at? I don't know that it's an either or. I think it's a both and. Uh, Again, I've hired some people that do things I've enjoyed doing and I have to trust them that they're going to do it a little bit different. And, and actually a rule I learned in some book I read about management, I couldn't quote the chapter and verse or even the title, but, uh, when you're hiring somebody, it's it's on that shelf. I can't remember. Uh, the goal is to hire people that will do at least 80% of what you want them to do. And the real trick for a manager to turn over the reins is to trust and be happy. So if I can get 80% of what I want from whomever I hire, um, I got to be satisfied. And, you know, obviously you want someone that does 99% of -hmm. what you want, but 80%, you know, is above average. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, everybody isn't, nobody does everything the way I want them to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact of life. When you hand over the reins, it empowers them to hopefully do it better than you ever could, right? Right. Well, and there are occasions when, well, I've had plenty of experiences with people I've hired show me how to do something better. And and that's when you got to accept that occasionally you are turning into a dinosaur and there are people with better ideas. So for a business owner that might be a little scared to hand over the reins, what would you say is a good first step if you were to say, hey, this is what you can do today. It's going to be tough. The first step is the hardest, but this is maybe what I did or I've seen people do and this will help you. I think it's really just picking an area of your business that has the potential for growth mm-hmm. and hiring the right person to grow it mm-hmm. and then turning them loose. Yeah. And what would you say um, are some steps that a business owner can take to actually start growing their business? Because not only do we want to avoid not changing, but the goal is to grow, right? So what would you say are some steps that a business owner can follow, um, whether they're in the beginning, kind of in the, in the middle of business, or really have been in it for a while? I think it's really strategic planning and looking at what you want it to look like in the future. I mean, every year I do a plan for the next year. Um, a few weeks ago, I put together a five-year plan. It, it's rough, it's simple, but it's targets. Uh, when I look back on my goals, I, 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 I keep, I have that in old school. It's a paper folder. I, 
I uh, went back and looked at my goals uh, 10 years ago. And uh, the funny thing, when I reflect on all those, it seems like every time I would put down goals for the next year, uh, it would take me six to 18 months longer to hit the marks. So I'm always optimistic. But, you know, 10 years later, after looking at those goals, um, we're way ahead. I mean, we're more than double of what we were. And so, you know, if I have, if I keep setting them ahead, I don't reach them every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sets, it sets a target. Yeah. Have you, so when you're making those goals, is that something that you have kind of tweaked as you go along? Let's, I mean, a 10 year goal is a long time, but do you find three, four years down the road, you go, you know what, let's kind of tweak this and go a different direction or is it, it pretty much stays? Uh, well, no, I, I, t- I tweak them. I, I have a spreadsheet that I use to yeah. track uh, the number of sessions and my objective for sessions. Well, no, actually, it's actually revenue. Uh, and uh, I change that on a month-to-month basis. Yeah. And, you know, and it doesn't really matter. I'm, I just want to see a few months out what it's going to look like. I do that spreadsheet at the beginning of the year. And then I monitor it as it goes. And, you know, it's, it's never spot on. But if I'm within 5%, it's a good... It was a good guess. Yeah. So I just want to close out and ask, I know that you like to read and you like to learn. Where would be a good resource for someone to find out more about change? Is there a book that you can think of off the top of your head or a podcast? Book or changes? I think it's really just being open to what's out Fair there. Enough, yeah. and, and again, whether you're looking... And, and you got to see where your weaknesses and strengths are. Uh, being a good leader is an important resource to head for uh, business development. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, BNI provides a lot of podcasts and trainings. Uh, I hear Sam Moss has some out there too that are, <laughs> are reasonable uh, to teach business owners about uh, just different strategies. And, and, and it's really just being a student of life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're you know, up on everything and you're listening to the best podcasts or you're reading an old school book. Uh, it's really just always learning. And lastly, I just want to say that I know people are going to want to learn about Mr. Rod Noel. So is there a place that they can find out more about you or Clinical Associates? Uh, Google's your friend. And just <laughs> Googling uh, Clinical Associates of Southern Tier, we pop up and you can find a website that we're working on. Rod, thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, sharing your wisdom and spending time with me today. All right. Thank you very much, Sam, for the time. Man, absolutely good, good stuff today with Rod on the podcast. You know, something I want to add is that there are three steps when it comes to change. And I, I learned this a long time ago, actually when I was, I was a kid, and I will never, ever forget it. First thing is change. That's step one. The second is conflict. Where there is change, there will always be conflict. And if you can push through that conflict, step three is there will always be growth. So wherever there is change, there will always be some sort of pushback, whether it comes from your staff, your employees, maybe even your customers. But if you can push through that, there is always going to be growth on the other side, just like Rod was saying in the interview. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you haven't already. This will help really just get the word out about the show, and I would greatly appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, it beats the competition, and grows your business. 